0: oh chidera you come again with all these your problems you never listen to me hmm maybe not listening to you is why my life is actually full of problems if only there's a way to listen to anu advice and chidera problems all the time oh wait hey, hey
1: guys. guys welcome to the care package i'm anu
0: the talkative and i'm chidera the creative and we're your hosts now it's time to unpack the care package
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Care Package. It's episode 33. Mm -hmm. And this episode is going to be very important. So I hope everybody pays attention. We have with us a special guest. Um, Allow him to introduce himself.
2: Hey, what's up? Um, Hope you guys are doing well. It's It's me, Kitty, here on The Care Package podcast as a guest to discuss the very interesting and intriguing topic, a personal favorite of mine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay guys so i'm sure you're all wondering what we're talking about today we're talking about toxic masculinity would you like to mm. educate us <laughs> on what it is
2: okay um i'm gonna try and make sure i use colloquial and everyday language just so people <laughs> can follow easily because mm-hmm. sometimes they get carried away yeah. so masculinity on its own isn't bad but I, be- I believe it comes when it becomes negative antisocial is when it's toxic so finger snap with me here, word, word, word.
0: (laughs) Um, I haven't
2: said anything yet too, but just finger snap. snap. (laughs) So toxic masculinity is the group word for the stereotypical behavior that men are expected to portray. Okay. So toxic masculinity is extreme maturism. Okay. And overinflated sense of importance and dominance. Mm. So other common traits of Toxic masculinity will be hyper-aggression. You will find them to be staunch supporters of the patriarchal family system, and often have a um, misogynistic dispositions. So I mm. believe that's how I can simply define what mm. toxic masculinity is.
0: <laughs> I'm serious, bro. We have a scholar in this podcast. Honestly, okay. oh, wait, what do you study? You? Um,
2: I'm a law student.
1: Okay, okay. First, like when people take on board the more negative aggressive sides of like the traditional stereotypical sides of um being masculine I think that's when it can become toxic if you're taking mm-hmm. them so I think things like um hyperaggression like he said homophobia I think um yeah things like that um mm-hmm. so I think I just wanted to ask our guests before we really get into the episode how have you personally managed to escape you know the whole toxic toxic masculinity thing
2: well, I don't think one can truly ever escape toxic masculinity. And this is because it's still readily around you. So, mm-hmm. you you know, you have those uncles, a few friends, and even just everyday acquaintances that are toxic. So, however, I believe I was able to not be toxic myself because firstly, I was brought up in a home that isn't toxic. Okay, mm-hmm. so I can't emphasize the need for a positive family structure and I always implore friends to remember that when it's their turn to like have a family of their own, the negative things that they saw in their family or around them that they encountered growing up, they should ensure they don't allow those things into their family. So in a family, I believe openness, communication, expression, and equal balance in terms of respect are key traits in a family. And all of these things can ensure that, you know, the men and even women are not going to grow up to be toxic people. So... um. In addition to that, I believe um, I was able to ensure I wasn't toxic by educating myself. So being able to identify toxic traits is something that you have to educate yourself on. If it's through social media or other means, you know, as long as it's um, educative on how to interact positively with others and even with yourself mentally, because people often don't know how to be positive with themselves or they have are negative thoughts in their minds. And if they don't have people out there that are positive, it means they're constantly surrounded with negative energy. Mm -hmm. um lastly i believe i was able to ensure i wasn't toxic by having a few friends that are honest with me about my behavior like true friends honest friends is something that i think everybody needs to have you know so i guess toxicity can be solved i don't know if you're going to call it you know solving it Mm -hmm. if you have people to inform you about your toxic behavior so engaging in relationships with honest people is always positive you just have to remember that they're telling you the truth for your own benefit and not get defensive And you also have to plan to take a step forward with those considerations in mind. So I have a few friends that are really positive and honest with me. But at the same time, you know, nobody's perfect. I I myself still struggle with not being defensive. I know, you know, trying to find a way to implement those things in my life. But I think everybody just has to work towards that kind of mindset, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you, especially what you said about, like, being positive with yourself I feel like something about I mean while Nigerian and I feel like something that's been in my house for a while is like I have a little brother and whenever like something happens and like he gets really obsessed about it there was like be a man and I feel like it's kind of made him feel like he can't really like show his emotions and he just like lashes out sometimes so I definitely agree with everything you said completely mm-hmm.
1: and I think it just takes us to like Toxic, to- mm.
0: what, 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 <laughs> toxic masculinity
1: <what>? and <laughs> mental health i think because of toxic masculinity a lot of men like you said your brother he's been they've been encouraged not to express themselves they've been encouraged to keep things to themselves keep things in and I think that this
0: can negatively impact you know their mental health oh definitely because you're just you're like what's that thing you're about to explode like you're just keeping all these feelings in and you can't really talk to anyone because you know you're supposed to be a man you're supposed to be macho you're supposed to hold it in you're supposed to not cry like it takes a toll on you like you can't just hold all those issues to yourself you know I think one thing that also like contributes to the mental health is like we mentioned before they can't really like they're supposed to be dependent like they can't be sorry they're supposed to be independent so they can't mm. really depend on anybody and I feel like it's just because of this narrative like the man is the breadwinner the man is this the man is supposed to you know this this, this is this, this
1: do you think that men are more comfortable you know leaning on other men or are they more comfortable leaning on women both of you
2: what you guys think hmm. well i i don't think talk okay we said men not toxic men or which one are we on now uh, I think men in general let's
1: go
2: with men yeah. in general okay i feel like really the gender here if we're talking about men in general mm-hmm. doesn't really play a part because i have some male friends who find it easier to express themselves with women because women do tend to provide more comfort to them than other men do okay mm-hmm. but um I also at the same time have friends who find it easier to speak to men obviously because they don't want you know women to have the idea that okay you know they want to they don't want women to have the idea that they're going through something so
1: yeah,
2: you know they find it easier to talk to their bros as you know mm-hmm. we will call it um what's going on in their mind and what they're struggling with yeah, yeah. It's
0: also based on like I saw a tweet that was like some guy every time he fought with his wife or they had a problem he'll be like okay do you want comfort or a solution and I think that kind of has to do with it like I feel like if you're going to a woman like she's going to give you comfort but if you go to your bros like I feel like guys kind of cut the emotion out of it and they just. Wait, I don't
1: you- grab so women don't give
0: solutions or whatever so I'm saying we give solutions as well but I'm saying like if you want comfort, you're not going to go to your boys. Are you now? I
2: get, I, get oh, what, I get what you mean. No,
1: I get what you mean as well. But I'm just thinking, I feel like it's all part of it. Like, why can't your
0: boys provide you with comfort as well? I mean, it's just like, boys are supposed to be... Bro, boys aren't supposed exactly. to... Right. That's easy. Like...
1: that's exactly the problem.
2: Because unconsciously, I feel like um, most men have, have this idea that you just have to be tough about this situation. So when you go off talking to other men okay they are trying to make you tough about the situation do you understand yeah. so mm-hmm. they're not going to provide you with the comfort because they believe you know, you don't need you know comfort what you need right now is somebody to motivate you to you know oh, yeah. have thicker skin yeah. do you understand so no
0: definitely okay so I think social media plays a very big part in the issue of yeah but I
1: think before we get into social media I just wanted to quickly ask so you know how you said you have a lot of friends that help you Kitty you said a lot of friends that help you you know remind you criticize you when and like you're needed to be criticized and all of that but do you have yeah. people who are like or maybe like fellow men like maybe toxic men that are like oh what well, but why is this a big deal or let's say um they're saying something or they're insulting someone and you are like oh no 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 let's not do this and they're like oh why like why? you have people who are like what's wrong with this guy
2: um well yes i i did i had those before but now where i am now i don't have any toxic friends i don't believe i have any toxic friends but um previously in my life i did have people around me who were like that okay and especially in the secondary school setting okay because what you often found is if a man didn't share the same ideology or toxic traits as this other men you will find them ostracized by, you know, the other men. So it can even lead to the point where they try and like it's peer pressure, if you want to call it that, um, other men to have the same toxic traits as themselves. So you know, back in secondary school, if you were somewhere you had quite a lot of, um, you know, friends that were women, okay, they would often say, "Oh, you know, what is this guy doing?" them you know the way that they're gonna that bros before you mm. know so like why is he picking the girls before us mm-hmm. and all of that and they're like oh you're just talking to them because you're trying to get with them mm. and stuff like that so it was basically like the idea that you're only supposed to associate with women if you have something sexual behind
1: you.
2: yeah it couldn't just be a friendly you know non-romantic relationship it couldn't be a non-sexual relationship it had to be for you know that type of action, and I just thought, why? Why do we have this opinion? And you know, if there was an argument between the boys and the girls, and you chose the side of the girls, okay, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Oh, you can I see what this guy is doing; he's just trying to get with them," and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I did. I had that in secondary school. I did, but um, you know, where I am now, I don't really have those type of people. I believe most of my friends have come to
1: realize that you know that
2: <laughs> idea is you know repulsive. Mm. and the ones that haven't gotten to that point i don't associate with them anymore so <laughs>
0: yes you see listen to our last episode we told you get rid of those people in your life that, that are not moving forward definitely, honestly
2: definitely, definitely.
0: honestly
1: and in that same way did you ever have cuz nigeria is generally quite a quite homophobic country so did you have people thinking oh this guy he can't be straight or cuz he's always hanging out with the girls he can't you know those kind of things
2: well um with toxic masculinity i believe it's often at the center of homophobia and this is because men even when they're not queer are labeled as queer for not sharing these um, toxic traits so like in this context i'm referring to them using queer as something of a negative nature just Mm -hmm. for the audience is following so um additionally obviously you know being queer is taboo in our culture Mm -hmm. so uh, many non-toxic men pick up these toxic traits and become homophobic because they do not want to be labeled as queer, you know, because they don't mm. want the negative um, connotations. Connotations to them. Yeah. So I did have it growing up where people would be like, "Oh, you know, he's definitely, you know, one of them." Do you understand, like,
1: just yeah.
2: just because I didn't share the toxic traits, or if you were not, you know, sporty, mm. you know, and there was this there was this repulsive culture that we had back in secondary school where a lot of men would engage in trying to solicit um, sexual pictures from women, okay? Mm -hmm. And what they would do is that you see them come together and they will be talking about how they got this picture from this babe, you Mm -hmm. know, and they'd have hundreds of photos on their phones. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Raz ones that didn't have the (laughs) photos on their phones, you know, those ones would be called. You know, queer that we say, "Oh, you guys aren't getting." We be, "It goes wrong with you guys." Yeah. And some of them would even say, "Okay, let me even teach you how to." Gen- yeah. yeah, it was very That's common. So it was very common.
0: <laughs> no, I completely agree with him, especially like little things. Like I feel like boys are, especially one of the things about toxic males, they just constantly trying to prove through like toxic traits that they're not, um, homo- they're not like homosexual. So, mm-hmm. like, be with their boys or something, and one of their boys would be like, oh, something, 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 and would be like, oh, my God, guys, that's so, like, bro, like, they're just trying to prove, like, yeah, 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 just so, let's set the record straight here, yeah, I'm straight, but it's like, you don't need to, you know, be, that's annoying. It's the
1: same thing with that, um, when we went second-year school, people used to say, in quotes, um, no homo, they
0: were like, oh,
1: I think, yeah. I, I think this person's attractive,
0: and then i why, why can't you tell your boy they look nice, without saying say no homo? No homo, or, I don't grab, like it's a very it's a very weird
2: but at the same time in a way although I understand like the negative points of it now when we're younger I couldn't really 100% blame them because that was the culture that we grew up in now Mm -hmm. I can blame you because obviously you're educated enough and you're old enough to make your own decisions about the views you want to have there's a lot of information out there for you to go up into but obviously as children back in secondary school, primary school, you know, most of your views and opinions weren't really yours. They were yeah. the views and opinions of your parents, family members, or even, you know, teachers and stuff like that. So I felt like most people didn't really know the extent of the negative nature of what they were doing. And they were just regurgitating the negative things that they had soaked up from the people around them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, so I, as children, yeah. I can't, huh?
0: No, no, no i was saying, and you definitely see it today, like, especially with you, Men, about, like, the nudes thing. Like, some people have carried that trait from secondary school. Honestly, that's the thing. Like, I think
1: what Kitty is just saying is that then we were younger, so, like, you know, it wasn't okay, but, like, it made sense why we would behave like that. But now, if at your big age, you're still saying no, or you're still sharing nudes, I don't know what to tell you. I don't yeah, actually know what
0: to yeah, tell you. Dude, you need you need the Lord. That's what I need to tell you. Honestly. Yeah um
1: yeah I think this also relates to I think as we I think the thing Kitty said about how we're all more educated now so like even if it's not a formal education even what we see all over social media now has kind of I think it goes both ways so I think it's kind of educated a lot of people but at the same time I still think that social media still kind of helps perpetrate the same stereotypes um related to toxic masculinity Mm,
0: I can I can definitely see that man because you have situations where some you see some people like treating their girlfriends like dicks and stuff and they're still like the girls are still there and they're like yeah yeah this is what I need this is I need to keep a woman like <laughs> mom, that's that's not what you need <laughs> that's not how I don't know it's a very strange place we're in
2: now. I have two things I want to talk about here so I have the social media part and the women who are in relationships with toxic men. So the role of social media has a severe impact on toxic masculinity, community, in my opinion. But um, obviously what we see on social media and the entertainment industry, in my opinion, heavily promotes patriarchy, mm-hmm. you know? But one thing I must say is that I don't think people should use social media as a means of comparison. And that's because I genuinely feel like 70% of the content on social media is the performance I do not think it's real, okay? Mm. Because you know we, we've seen little bits and pieces of where people would come with their excellent bodies, and they'd have people thinking like, "Wow, like why can't I look like this?" You know, but you don't even know, okay? This photo could be edited. This mm. person may have gone through a different means of getting their body. You know, some people would just be thinking, "How did this person get their body?" Like, no shame to people who um, take up surgical means to get that desired body, but yes. obviously a lot of people are unaware that the person went through surgical means to get that body. And people feel like, am I just going to be jogging in the gym forever? So (laughs) social media, I don't think you should take it just on the surface of it and believe that that's true. Okay. But the question that I have with social media is why does it gain so much traction? Is it possible that, you know, the things on social media, you know, the people that are living those lives are the lives that people want to live. So, you know, this, um, heavily promoted patriarchal life that we see on social media do people are people actually really interested in the patriarchy because why does it have you know such a following if people are interested in it
0: i think i completely i agree with what you said i also think i agree like there's a traction but i also think it's like the kind of times we're in like Mm
2: -hmm. the kind of
0: life we're living like social media is literally nearly like some people take things on social media as like bible Mm. like they just can't see past and I completely agree that everything is an act and the patriarchy I I don't know and it's not really helping that like most of the content they see are from people that are like famous or doing this or doing that so like I know one big thing is like there's a whole as argument nowadays of like Nigerian women making more money and you know because all these people on come up and like if a Nigerian woman buys a house now they'll be like ah oh, she slept with someone but if a mm. man buys it's like yeah 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 yeah. he made that money this is this, this I just I don't know it's a very strange so I me, mean, there was a very strange concept like if you ask me to, <laughs> like yes if you ask me like six years ago this was at the stage we'd be in, when people literally make 50k dollars from one Instagram post I would have yeah. called bloody liar mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in regards to social media, I think another thing that I thought kind of helped perpetrate the stereotypes, apart from obviously people comparing themselves, is just this. I think it's, it, it goes with people comparing themselves, but is this whole culture of like, especially at, our, at the age that we're at now. You see lots of people talking about how, oh, um, if he can't buy you a Birkin, then oh, this you Birkin bag oh, yeah. or if he yeah. can't do this, then leave him. If he does, like, people have specific. Kind of stereotypical roles that they want for their man. In a way, is people asking for those things now making men feel like, okay, I can't be myself or I can't rely on this woman because this is what everybody says they want—that somebody that can, you know, be the breadwinner and stuff.
2: Mm. In my yes. opinion, um women can be independent and still expect men to pay for things. And I say this because even up to today, we have a gender pay gap. So it's a valid idea for women to have that men should lift a higher percentage of bills because mm-hmm. statistically they earn more and can find employment more easily. However, my only problem is that when it goes beyond this, when the financial strength is equal or just slightly off, I don't think this should be the case because I'm yeah. such an advocate for 50-50. If you're my spouse, ETC, and you're not spending as much as me when you have an equal financial strength, the money that you're saving should be, you know, put aside for rainy days, invested, and rather than being spent on materialistic or, in my opinion, shallow things.
1: What? so yeah I guess it's not all bad if it's in the context of the way you've explained it
2: but what I wanted to talk about is when we're talking about women in relationships with toxic men Mm -hmm. so I feel like these women in my opinion are trapped Mm. and because I can't (laughs) really sit here and believe that anyone will be in a relationship with a toxic spouse at their own choice so I believe these women are trapped and they are trapped because they are afraid of the consequences of a decision to leave the relationship Mm-hmm. And I believe they are rightfully, you know, they have a right to be scared. And because it's common for women who call it quits to be met with aggression, gaslighting, abuse, and other attempts by such men to shame the woman, very common. And this can even go to the extent of slut shaming, the release of private information, such as private photos, and even the creation of imaginary stories to, in an attempt to taint the reputation of the survival. Like, mm-hmm. this, you know, we see all of that. Sorry, so... <laughs> So, you know, women that are in relationship with... Um, women that aren't in relationship with toxic men, even themselves, experience this because toxic men and their ginormous sense of entitlements okay. believe that a woman's body is within that entitlement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these women are often met with repulsive behavior such as catcalling, groping, rude comments, and most scaringly, you know, trigger warning, sexual assault, and even rape, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I don't think anybody who is in a relationship with a toxic person and especially women in relationship with toxic men are there at their own choice. They're just afraid of what will happen if they choose to leave.
0: Oh no, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Especially that sense of entitlement, which is why like, I mean, Nigerian weddings are fun. I know like who doesn't like going to a party, but the whole concept of bride price, like it just makes the man feel like, yes, you're my property now. Mm. And, That's when, like, you just have so many situations triggered of, like, sexual assault because there'll be a night where the woman's not in the mood and the man's like, you're literally my property. Like, open your legs. Like, I don't know how you feel you're entitled to another human being. Mm. It's it's just mind-boggling. And I think
1: going off that a little, I think there's this thing in social media where toxicity is kind of glorified nowadays. Yeah. I'm not sure where that's coming from But I think that also contributes to it Like I don't I don't grab when people start to be coming Like oh yeah like why are people romanticizing Toxicity Yeah
0: they're like if I you're guess not it's... toxic male You're not living life It's like you <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not
2: life <laughs> I guess it's because as we said before The entertainment industry mm. uh, You know all of these celebrities A lot of them are in relationships with You know men who appear to be toxic Because in a way I don't want to believe They're actually toxic I, sometimes I feel like maybe they're doing it for the camera mm. because I find it difficult to believe how these women make music about you know strong women you know yeah. and all of that but they are still engaging in relationships with toxic men and at the same time these women are powerful enough they are worthy enough to, yes. to call it quits so why are they still in the relationship with the toxic man it doesn't logically make sense, sense. because let's even use how the, you know the whole situation with Cardi B. You know, I don't know where you sit on the fence whether you believe Offset is toxic or not, but let's go off the assumption that we're concluded that he is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, she's worthy enough to say she's getting up and she's going.
1: Yeah,
2: she's strong enough to say she's getting up and she's going, And she's even arguably with I don't know how you want to argue it, but she's more successful than Offset is in the entertainment industry. Yeah, you You know she, you know she has a higher network. Her songs have sold more than he, more than his with you know Migos. So why is she still there? Do you understand? Yeah, I guess we
0: can, like you said, I guess we can never really know what goes on behind closed doors. Like I think I completely agree. Like it's whole, it's a whole like entertainment thing. Maybe offset truly is toxic. But then, like you said, there might be something going on inside that nobody else knows because this woman has cancelled divorce like three times. So we never really know what's going on behind closed doors. Maybe he's a sweetheart in the room.
2: (laughs) Do you
1: guys think (laughs) it's possible that she doesn't realise that he's toxic?
2: No, I don't think so. Because people did mention it on social media and that could have gotten her thinking that, okay, is he possibly toxic? You know, and you no, know, Kadubi. I know she knows. If she, if he is, she definitely knows. She definitely mm. knows yeah. because she's had her own fair share of toxic men in the past. You know, um, her work as a, a professional dancer in clubs yeah. and stuff like that. She definitely encountered toxic men, and I'm, I'm so sure she knows who yeah. bad men are. Definitely. So. You no, know,
0: yeah, there must be. Offset must be doing something. But I agree with you. At any point, she could get up and leave. So we really don't know why she stood there. And obviously, we have our very own lovely country, Nigeria. Mm -hmm. The backwardness (laughs) in this place.
2: Hello, Nigeria, my people. (laughs)
0: Hello, Nigeria, my people. Like, I don't know how we're in 2021. And, you know, some people have just refused to accept the new age of, you know, moving. like. At this point, there are at least, like, so many people that have gone to school in the way, and they've come back with opinions, like, especially girls, like, girls know what they can do. We know we have the power now, like, we know our Mm -hmm. whole thing isn't to get married, I have a husband, I have children, I sit at home, like, some people want, like, full-fledged careers, but because of the kind of environment we're in, the kind of parents some people have, like, it's this whole thing where, like if your husband cheats on you, you're supposed to turn a blind eye and beg him and say, sorry, are you mad? Are you, actually, are you okay? Like, you just have so many situations where, like, you'll, you'll see on jury, like, the moment I'll be like, yeah, my husband keeps cheating on me and his in-laws came to come and beg me and my parents said I should forgive him. Like, I just can't understand it for the life of me. Like, why have people refused to, you know, to move past this whole a woman is supposed to kneel down and feed her husband. This is a beg, abeg, abeg, abeg. I don't mm. want to
1: hear. Yeah, I think Nigeria has and for this foreseeable future will be a very traditional country. And I think it all starts from even from the way girls and boys are brought up. So I know a lot of girls that in their house, they always they always have to be in the kitchen, they have to be the one helping out like if a girl and her brother are sitting down, for example, like, oh, the girl should go and cook this or go and help your mom in the kitchen, but the boy is allowed to just laze around and do nothing. So I think from that age of being young, when you're constantly told you don't have to do anything, people mm-hmm. are always going to serve you. And then you grow older and then you think you can do anything you like because people are always meant to serve you. So you think you've married someone. So no matter what you do to her, she should you know, always be there to serve you regardless. Mm. So I think it comes down to that.
2: Well, In in terms of Nigerian culture, I'm such a fan of, you know, culture. And I feel like, you know, culture should be preserved to some extent. However, I believe that there's some culture that has no place in today's society, Mm -hmm. you know. And regarding, like, a woman being subordinate to anybody, I don't think a woman should be subordinate in any situation. She shouldn't encounter subordination in any situation other than, like, in terms of the professional setting. So, like, boss and employee. So mm-hmm. if she's not an employee, then I don't know why she's subordinate to anybody else, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I still maintain this viewpoint that in in terms of like marital status, okay, subordination, not subordination, submission mm-hmm. is fine, but in the sexual and romantic context. But when it goes outside that, that's where I think it's a problem, okay. So if it's not about, you know, sexual rules and stuff like that, I don't think they should still be submissive past that okay mm-hmm. and talking about like culture and all of that i feel like um when we when when the when when the grandparents parents are teaching their children okay culture and stuff like that and even like you know house rules i feel like there's an expressed and underlined um teaching that they place on women to make them submissive and subordinate okay So that's like um, when you get them to do chores, you know, morning chores, weekend chores, and Mm. all of that. So here too, I have two kind of views, okay? And that's because I don't think it's completely negative for women to be more educated on domestic roles, And that is because um, for lengths of time, you find out that women are going to have to spend you know, quite a long period of time with children and in the home. Obviously, because they may have to um abandon their work to look after the children. Do you mm-hmm. understand? So I feel like a woman being more educated on domestic roles is not bad, you know. But where I have an issue with it is when the men are unable to do even the most basic of things. Yeah. So when you see that they can't cook they can't clean you know and they always even in you know we even have it with they, they make jokes about it now where they're like oh find a uni wife yeah you know, so, uh, i feel like all of these things are all part of the same problem why does he have to go and find a uni wife and why did you even wait up until university to decide you want you to get
0: i don't grab you, know. <laughs> like, like, you especially, can't boil you know,
2: indomie yeah. <laughs>
0: You're, you're out here burning toast.
2: Are you okay? You get. To be honest, I have, I have, um, I've heard of people who, basically, most their food for like the whole stretch, of like let's say or something like that, they get it when they go home. So mm-hmm. their mom will cook jollof mm-hmm. rice, all types of stew. Yeah, really. They will freeze everything, and they will carry all of that to school. You mm-hmm. know, they will not be mising the portions because they know that once that food <laughs> finishes,
1: they are, they are finished. Know, that indomie
2: that they have left you understand (laughs) so why do you wait until uni to decide okay i need to learn how to cook and then when you even get to uni why do you then start looking for women who know how to cook so they can come and help you cook it Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense all of those things are part of the problem you understand they don't teach you know these men okay i'm talking about these men because i don't know who they are no one again so (laughs) they don't teach these men how to do those things and that's all part of the problem. They're now too reliant on women for domestic roles.
1: And Kitty, I, I want to imagine that that means you're a chef.
2: Master chef. Master okay. chef. <laughs> I make, I make all, all types of dishes. You know, right now my sister and I live in um a shared accommodation. Okay. And mm. how we make our food is that we have different days of who's gonna cook on this day, who's gonna cook on that day. Oh, that's so, so nice.
1: I think, yeah, so finally, I think one of when we were planning the episode, one of the things that Kitty said is that he thinks that there needs to be greater awareness for toxic masculinity as there is for feminism. So if you just want to quickly um, talk about that.
2: Okay, so I feel like feminism has done what the, the grants has covered in the last, you know, five years has been so amazing. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that for feminism to succeed, toxic masculinity needs to crumble. So I love the work of Chimamanda Adichie. I feel like she... Re- oh, see this oh. English, English is so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she completely... Changed feminism, let me just change that word twice. Why <laughs> you
1: bite your tongue? <laughs>
2: be weary. So anyway, um, I feel like she made it a topic that is now readily discussed with Gen Z rather than something that you just encounter in sociology classes or stuff like that. Yeah. Because the first time I can say I came into contact with feminism, a bit scary, but the first time I can say I came into contact with it was through Chimamanda. Obviously, I'd heard about feminism from my parents and from my siblings, you know, But I wasn't really able to explore the topic for myself and work towards implementing it in my life until my teenage years, when I became an avid reader. So I'm of the view that spreading the feminist movement would be incredibly pivotal into the collapse of toxic masculinity and the equal utopia that we desire. And I feel like um, Chimamanda did such a great work for feminism, but we need such effort with toxic masculinity as well. Yes, yeah. and understand? Because feminism, in my opinion, would not succeed until toxic masculinity um, collapses. And that's because um, the main opposition for feminism is kind of the, the men and the males. women who you know and who are against feminism. Okay. And mm-hmm. what you find is that the people in power the people in places to actually make feminism you know grow are men. Okay. And a lot of these men do themselves still happen to be toxic. So if you cannot remove those people in power, you know, and put them with feminists, okay, put feminists there, how do you get the feminist movement to grow?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, So
2: people aren't challenging um, toxic masculinity enough for me. I can't sit here and deny that, you know, we've made, you know, good progress with feminism, you know, now you actively see, even if you want to say it's performative, Okay. You actively see them employing more women in, in positions of power. You understand?
0: Mm-hmm. But you can
2: say, okay, they're only doing it because of you know they need diversity and stuff like that. However, I think them doing it for performance is good, is good to an extent because they don't know that they are doing this, but when they put people there, okay, it allows us to now grow within the organization. Okay, because yeah. before they didn't care. But now that they're even putting a few people in there, okay, it then allows us to go inside the firm. I yeah, so at least going. those
1: people are getting, they're getting there, yeah. even if it's you performative, know? even if they don't care, at least, I mean, it's, it's working.
2: Exactly,
0: exactly.
1: But, yeah. but I do
2: have a comment yeah. on feminism. Okay. Okay, I don't know, I want to see what you guys think about this. I feel like the feminist movement needs to be controlled Ah,
1: as wait, wait,
2: wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And that's because a majority of the youth okay who are near to change society are met with different types of feminism. So the feminist movement now has, even though the movement is still kind of moving in the same direction, there are numerous strands of it, okay? Mm. And I feel like the feminist movement has its own enemy within the movement, and that is hyper and radical feminism. Now, mm. often in a group, okay, I think it's the assumption that the loudest person in the group speaks on behalf of the whole group. That's where a yeah. lot of people tend to believe. You yeah. know, it's the person that is really loud. Like, okay, clearly, all these people are agreeing with that person. Do you understand? So yeah. many people online are unaware of the positive effect of feminism. A lot of people are unaware of feminism, and that's what led them to now say, okay, they're not feminists; they're equalists. Do you understand? For it, for fem- for feminism to get the legitimacy and the validation that it needs to survive. Okay, I feel like peaceful and gradual change is mm. best. Although it's going to be slow, I feel like it is better because people would accept it rather than seeing it as a cool.
1: I think for me, I used to kind of agree with that, um, that oh, radical feminists are, you know, spoiling the whole thing until we had an episode, episode 25, which we had with Haja. Shout out to Haja, she's listening. Mm. Um, where she said, she said something like, you cannot tell somebody that is oppressed like how angry to feel because like you're the reason why they're in that position in the first place so although yes um it might be off-putting for people to see radical feminists and we we want them to stray away from the movement as a whole I think we've reached a point where it's almost disrespectful to tell people oh you're too angry or you're too radical just because I mean they're the ones that have been suffering through it the whole time but I do get where you're coming from
0: No, yeah, like just to add on what Anu said, I think she was like, like what I just said, it was basically like somebody only reacts to how they've been treated. So if someone has been driven to the wall, they're going to burst. Like they're just going to be fuming. But yeah, guys, we've spread so much wisdom for you guys today. (laughs) So we're not reached the end yet. Me and Anu have a very special announcement to make. So we are doing a little giveaway on our Insta now if you don't follow our insta i don't i don't even know what you're doing go and check yourself First of all mm-hmm. our insta is our uh, care package pod and we will be putting out a post we will we're not going to say the prizes on this podcast i think right? we should say the prizes okay guys it's so
2: kitty awesome.
0: yeah, so kitty KT, prize... actually getting exclusive information because we've not announced <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay so the first prize we're having two winners so the first person wins a fitbit charge three And the second person, you know, because we spoke about mental health, they will be winning a journal, correct?
1: Yeah, a journal. So, yeah, Care Package Cares, guys. So, the person that wins our first prize by helping your physical well-being. The person that (laughs) That wins our second prize by helping your mental well-being yeah nah, so the instructions I really
2: stand practice, uh, <laughs> that fits with, you know all my lasagna and pasta <laughs> to you know if you see my I'm, once this quarantine is over i'm going to be looking like a ball so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so you guys make sure you enter um make sure you check our instagram our care package board for the details on how to enter and yeah so one of the ways in which you can enter the giveaway is by DMing us this special phrase, and you have obviously you have to listen to this episode to know what the special phrase. is. So the special phrase is Chira. You wanna? Special phrase is signed, sealed, and delivered. Yeah, exactly. So apart from the main giveaway instructions, if you want an extra entry, DM us the phrase.
0: So yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, so we have come to the end of the Care Package episode. Do you guys know the values? Follow us on Instagram at Care Package, Care Package Pod. And thank you so much to our guest,
1: Kitty. No thank no you problem. for anytime, anytime, Um, Do you want to to follow you? Yeah, on
2: your yes, screen. please. Follow me. Follow me. If you want to discuss any of the points that I made here, please ask me. I'm ready. I'm so interested <laughs> to hear what you want to say. So thank you very much um, the Care Package Pod for having me here. And I genuinely enjoy your podcast. I'm such a you know keen listener, oh, and I really, well, <laughs> I <I'm> really interested <laughs> to see what you guys have you know planned for future podcasts. So yeah, keep it up. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. Thank
1: you. Thank just, you. Me. just quickly, where, where can they find you? So should they find you on Instagram, Twitter, both? Um just
2: yes, my art is the same. I have one art, so I'm not hiding. Is K W I T I O? Okay, so my Instagram is underscore O, but my Twitter is just an O so yep that's it
0: all right okay so guys that's the end bye bye this package has been signed sealed and delivered thank you